Welcome to the Masterful Coach Podcast with Molly Claire, where coaches learn skill mastery, business mastery, and life mastery at a whole new level. If you're serious about creating a meaningful coaching business that makes a difference, you're in the right place. And now your host, master life and business coach, Molly Claire. All right, coaches. Oh, today's guest. I love Jamie Berman. And I just, I don't know if I've told you this, Jamie, but I feel like you're like a walking hug. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Jamie, like when you meet Jamie, when you're in her presence, she's just so warm and bright and happy and positive. And she's just brilliant when it comes to coaching. So anyway, I've got Jamie Berman here and she is going to help us with money and money beliefs. So Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much. What a warm welcome. I am super excited to be here and talk about one of my favorite topics ever, money. Money. Let's do it. Okay. So the first thing, um, just tell my listeners, what do you do uh, in your business and why do you love it so much? Yeah. So I'm a master certified coach, partially thanks to you, Molly. And <laughs> I have brought money and manifestation and coaching kind of all together into a program where I help entrepreneurs make money just like a more fun, light topic, let go of the heaviness around it. And mm -hmm. I really help people really shift their relationship with money, meaning mm -hmm. how they think about it, how they feel about it, how they treat their money. Because mm -hmm. this can really get in the way in business if we don't, you know, address it. And if it's a block for us. Yes. So yeah, I bring like my three favorite things together to support mm -hmm. that. I love it. So you're going to be speaking in my community that's opening yeah. up. So, which is so great. Everyone listening that's going to be there, you're going to learn more from Jamie and you're going to be teaching about that relationship with money. That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's just awesome. So I'm super excited to have you in there. And one thing, Jamie, when you were talking and you said kind of a light, more fun experience of money, I think so often, whether it's money or anything else, it's like, we think we need to like, how do we like beat this new belief into my head? Right? Like, how do I manage my mind enough and do enough things. And it seems like we're, it's, it's kind of heavy, right? It's this big thing we think we have to fix. And so I love when you said that, like, just what if it could just be lighter, easier? Totally. And I think like yeah. just the way so many of us have been taught about money. I know for me, it's like, it was this big, heavy topic that I never wanted to look at because I thought it was this mm -hmm. big, serious thing. Mm -hmm. And once I finally started to do the work on it, I'm like, no, this can be fun. This can be a fun experience of looking at money, shifting my relationship with money and my experience of having money and playing with money and all of that. So I love bringing that into it. Yeah. Yeah. Because money, a lot of people have so much stress associated with money, so much of their worth tied up in money and not only getting money, right. But like you said, even like being able to use money and enjoy it because there's just, I mean, there's a lot of thoughts and feelings wrapped up in it, right? Yes, there are. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I think whenever you can start to unravel the one you just mentioned of like, the amount of money that I have equals my worth or as mm -hmm. entrepreneurs or coaches, the amount of money that I have equals how successful I can see myself. Like when we start to break those apart, it's just a completely different experience with money. Yes, yes, yes. 
And you've kind of spoken to this, but I would love for you to kind of summarize what is your philosophy about money? Yeah. So the way that I see money is it's really just a resource or a tool that helps us fully express ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. So I like to think of it as it's just something that supports me and being able to say yes to my most soulful desires, the things Mm -hmm. that I want to experience in this lifetime. It -hmm. supports me in being able to have the business that I love and be able to, you know, share my gifts with the world without money. I can't do that. So it's just a tool and it's a resource. Mm -hmm. And I also see it as something that every human for the most part is going to be in relationship with, we're all Mm going to use this tool So Mm -hmm. in terms of my philosophy around money, it's looking at it as a relationship, like Mm -hmm. looking at it, what is my relationship with money? If that were a human, Mm -hmm. how would I describe that relationship? Is it kind of Mm -hmm. toxic? Is it avoidant? Is it, do I hide Mm -hmm. from it? Mm -hmm. And how can I shift to start kind of falling in love with money to at least start accepting it? To at least start there, right? Start looking at it, start treating it like it's important or something that's important in my life Mm -hmm. and just start cultivating a better relationship with it. And I find Mm -hmm. that when you do that, not only does it completely transform the way that you feel when you're around money, Mm-hmm. But also for me, my experience is it's allowed me to call in more money. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you something about this idea of like loving money and your relationship with money because my guess is a lot of people would probably immediately think, well, yeah, I love money, of course. Like it's not really hard to like love money, but you're talking about something different than that. So can you articulate that a little bit? Yes. So what I would say is if you love money, do you think about it in a loving way? Do Mm. you treat it in a loving way? Like what Mm -hmm. is the full relationship in terms of how you most consistently think about money, Mm -hmm. how you feel about money, and then how you treat your money? Mm -hmm. That's like, are all of those in alignment with love? Yeah. Most of the time people are like, no, I like, I love the idea of money, but I'm not someone who can have it. Or Mm -hmm. I love the idea of money. And they're like, and it means all of these things about me. Mm -hmm. That's not really love. And also even that idea of like, yeah, I love money. Like I want to take it, right. I want to like take it and have it and find it and hoard it, which like, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone that was doing that to me. (laughs) I always think, well, then that means you don't trust money, right? If you have to hoard money, that's not a very loving relationship because you don't trust it. You don't trust that it can come back if you release money, which money Mm. likes to flow, right? Just like if you were in relationship with a human, you don't have to like hide it in a closet for you to have it. No, like you have to develop some trust with it that it's Mm -hmm. always there for you and that- even if you mm-hmm. let it go, it will come back mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And as you were talking, I remember kind of early in my, you know, getting into coaching in this world and working with several different practitioners. And I remember a coach doing like a visualization exercise mm-hmm. with money. And it was like this idea of thinking about money, like if money were a car, what kind of car would it be? And having me describe things. And the car I thought of was like the smallest most efficient, most economical car. And I, and as we went through this exercise, my inclination was to put it in the garage and close the garage door and just hide it and keep it there. 
And it was really interesting. (laughs) And it's, it's so funny to think back because, you know, as I've shifted just the way I view money entirely, I don't think about it the way that I used to. And one thing that I'll share that, that I really went through in a conscious way is I started to realize how much I really enjoyed paying people well for mm-hmm. services I really appreciated. Yes. And for example, when I, you know, hired a coach for the first time that was, you know, a high ticket price and I would have thought it was crazy, but I was like, hey, I am going to change my life and this is me investing in that. And then I would consciously notice like when someone would, would help me in the yard or, you know, do little, little things. I just, I remember consciously thinking, I'm so excited to pay this person well, because this is me showing so much gratitude for this. And I really feel like it impacted not only how I felt about paying for things and brought joy, but I think it had a huge impact on me feeling great about having people pay me as well. Yes. Cause yeah. you could flip that then. And, and that's like a great opportunity for coaches is to look at, have you invested in something and you wanted to pay, you were excited to pay and had gratitude for it. And what that did, because you've invested, flip it around. What's that going to do for your clients? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's really. true. Yeah. yeah. It, it, there's an opportunity around both giving and receiving Mm -hmm. and developing a better feeling around that. So I love that you did that Mm -hmm. practice on purpose Mm -hmm. around giving money with gratitude. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I used to do whenever I was afraid of spending money, right? Mm -hmm. I would go to the grocery store and I remember I was, I would practice getting better at giving money and I would send it with blessings and I would send it with gratitude. And I would always think like, Oh, here are all the people that that's going to help. Even whenever I'm just paying for my groceries, I would think about all the people that was going to bless. Yes. Yeah. And I just noticed, I started feeling so much more at ease about spending money and Mm -hmm. then the same with receiving. Mm -hmm. And right. And it changes, it changes from, Oh, one more expense. Now I have to pay this person to gosh, I'm so glad that this person exists and they're willing to help me and that I have the means and funds to pay them. It's a totally different experience. Totally is. Yeah. Okay. So tell me when you work with people, what do you see most often how money is really impacting them, Mm -hmm. their money beliefs? Because we all have different money beliefs, right? Yeah. Yeah. For entrepreneurs, I think probably the number one thing that I see is this It's like trying to build from scarcity. And what Mm -hmm. I mean by that, or building from not enough. So Mm -hmm. I see it where they'll be hitting their goals, yet thinking it's still not enough. Mm -hmm. Or they'll be, they'll be making some money, but it's like, they won't appreciate it. And they're like, but it's not enough. I need more. And thinking that Mm -hmm. you need a quantum leap or a massive launch or a huge, Mm -hmm. your first, you know, six figure year in order to appreciate money and see yourself as successful. So Mm -hmm. I see that as building from lack Mm-hmm. versus building from abundance. And I do think we kind of need to retrain our brain because of, you know, it's, it's primitive. So we, mm-hmm. we do tend to have that negativity bias, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it feels so much better whenever we can start to learn to appreciate what we have mm-hmm. and see ourselves as we're enough. Now this is enough. 
And from here, I'm excited to create more versus Mm -hmm. I need to create more because this isn't enough. I must Mm -hmm. have all of these money blocks, right? So you know what I mean? It's like, or you could just look at your bank account and see that you have money there. Yeah, actually, yeah. let's look at the facts. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I have I have like so many thoughts. I feel like we could just talk all day about all the things coming up. Because I do remember at one point that where I was stuck was thinking, I just need to change my money mindset, which of course caused me to feel very stressed out when I thought that, right? Exactly. And so it's true. It's just it's so fascinating. And I think you probably know this about me. This is something that was a really big shift for me is, I mean, I remember when I was starting to build my business, really having to confront this belief that I couldn't make as much money as a man could. And I was horrified that it was there, but it was there and I was committed to changing it. And I think that's really common among a lot of women. Would you agree? Do you see that a lot? Oh yeah. 100%. It's that. I also see a lot of, I'm not smart enough. I'm not the person who fits a successful CEO, you know, Oh, I don't like to dress up enough. I don't look like this person. So I think there's so many versions of that where we don't Mm -hmm. allow ourselves to step into the idea that me, myself, I can make money just as I am. I don't mm-hmm. have to change myself mm-hmm. in order to create money. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that you said that because I um, I definitely, I'm not the most fancy person, <laughs> I guess I would say. <laughs> it's like I get to work, I have my work clothes, and yeah. then I have my tank top and my leggings, and I love to go hiking and walking. Yeah. And so I enjoy... I enjoy having abundance and spending money on things that I really enjoy, but I'm just, I guess what I would say is it's not that I don't love luxurious things at times, but that's just not really something that's really a big deal for me per se. Yep. yep. And I've seen how sometimes I've made that mean that, right? Like, oh, well, those people that care about luxury have money, but that's totally not true because- No, there's yeah. so many ways to challenge that, right? Where it's yeah. like, Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's just our perception of people who have money, but we yeah. have no idea what, what the people who are walking around with, you know, their designer clothes actually yeah. have. That's yeah. just the perception of it. Yeah. And yeah. it's also not who you have to become. If you want money, like one of my favorite things to do is to ask my clients, like, what their highest values are and how can mm-hmm. they just use money to lean more into their values versus mm-hmm. thinking, you know, oh, well, I have to be like this if I'm rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. This is a, that's such a great conversation. One thing I wanted to circle back on really quickly mm-hmm. is, you know, you talked about money flowing, right. And money going and coming and going. Yeah. And it reminded me of, are you familiar with the book, Never Eat Alone? No. Okay. It's so good. And it's all about relationships okay. in, in business building and how really the relationships we have are how we you know create abundance and build and, and all of that. And it's so good. And I've been reading it. And especially as I've been you know bringing in all these experts into my community and just creating a, a great experience for my clients. One of the things he talked about was how we have to be willing to not keep score on helping people. And what was interesting is that immediately when I, when I read that title and started reading, I assumed that he meant 
just give generously, like don't keep score. But actually what he said was sometimes you have to be willing to accept generosity from other people. And sometimes you have to ask for it. And he was pointing out that even in relationships and helping one another out, we have to be willing to give and receive abundantly both. And it's the same thing with money, right? Yes. A hundred percent. And that that's the receiving thing that I do see a lot of people feel very uncomfortable with. They're very good at giving, mm-hmm. but I always say your giving is tainted if you're not equally willing to receive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? because it, it's like they won't feel comfortable. So if that's something for your listeners that they stumble with is receiving is I always say, Start small, start with just receiving compliments. If somebody Mm. says something, just say, thank you. Don't feel like you have to say something back or don't Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, well, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Don't reject compliments, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, little gifts, just practice allowing it in the better you get at that. Then with money, it can get easier too. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's just those little baby steps, right? These little totally. tiny things. It's getting yeah. your system used to it and seeing that it's mm-hmm. totally safe to receive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, are there any ways ever that you still struggle with your own money beliefs? Oh, yeah. There have to be, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, let me tell you, I have my business, my life all figured out perfectly. <laughs> Not at all, right? So we totally. teach these things, but we all still have those things. So where, like for you, where yeah. do you still kind of see money stuff coming up for you at times? Oh my gosh. I feel like there's layers at every level. Yeah. You know, if we're all yes. entrepreneurs too, because you reach something that you've never had before and it brings something new up that you didn't have. So for yeah. me, this past year, it was the first year ever that my husband decided he was making a career transition and he, Mm -hmm. he kind of let go of this old career that he had that was, Mm -hmm. you know, bringing an income and decided to do something completely new that most of people would be like, what are you doing? That's crazy. What you were doing is successful, but I was like, you got to do it. Right. Like, of course the coach in me was like, no, you can't not do it. Right. So so yeah. he he just went all in on this. And so we invested a lot in his career. And then I, all of a sudden was the one making the money, which that was the first for me where I was the one bringing in all the money for our living. Uh-huh. And I, I just started freaking out. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize it, but my system was so nervous about that quote unquote mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I really had to go in and do some of my own coaching. I had to get coached by my coach, mm-hmm. but I have noticed doing this work at all levels. And mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's the fascinating thing about money work is there's always an opportunity to do it because I find that, you know, at first it's, it's, believing that you have the power to create it. Then you start mm-hmm. creating it and creating mm-hmm. it and creating it. And then mm-hmm. it's like coaching yourself around the belief that it's not going to leave or something's not going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I've coached myself around money since day one. <laughs> yeah. And will continue to. And I, totally. I think that's so important to highlight because I know all of my listeners are you know, we all think, oh, that person has it figured out, right? Like that leader, mentor, whatever. Yeah, we have a lot of things figured out, but we don't have it all figured out. Our work is never done. No, it's it's not how it goes, right? It doesn't change that much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some things Um, do, but definitely not everything. Not everything, yeah. (laughs) 
There's actually, there's um, a book by John Gottman, you know, he focuses on marriage and relationships and he actually talks about how from an evolutionary standpoint that women, there is this, this inherent part of us that does actually want a man to provide. Like it seems such like a sexist view, right? But it's kind of, it's there because if you think like back in the day, right, it's like the man would go like kill the food and drag it back. And so it makes total sense. I think partly because of our conditioning, right? Like societal conditioning, but also that as women, we would have some of that fear come up that we just kind of have to like remind ourselves, like it's a new day. (laughs) 100%. And think of the years and years and years of evolution of women and how our you know, brain has evolved and it's like, this is new. This is very Mm -hmm. new for women to be making money and to have businesses Mm -hmm. and to give Mm -hmm. ourselves from some grace too. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you have those thoughts and if that stuff's coming up for you and that's why I'm always recommending not to be in a rush, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So if if you're all relating to this, give yourself a break, right? Have some patience. I think we're doing pretty good. (laughs) I would say. Yes. So, um, I know we've talked a little bit about this, but what, what would you say to my listeners who do want to shift some money beliefs a little bit? Yeah, I would definitely recommend, you know, I, I just think it's super courageous to even look. So number one, just the willingness to look and start observing Mm -hmm. your thoughts, getting curious. But of course, like we mentioned, not to make it this huge thing that you have to rush through. I think just setting the intention of wanting to change things starts the whole process. So, Mm -hmm. um, I highly recommend it though. I, and if you're Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, if you're a coach, you know, Mm -hmm. as your listeners are, Mm-hmm. 100%. It is mm-hmm. work that is worth doing and yes. to focus on because I think it's kind of known to work, to research strategies and think about mm-hmm. your business and have business coaching. But mm-hmm. I see less people doing money coaching. And I think it's also really effective. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Because if I have this belief that I can't really ever have much money, even if I bring a bunch of money in, in my business, guess what I'm doing? I'm going to waste it. I'm going to spend it. I'm going to lose it. Right. That's A hundred percent. It's gotta be there. I totally agree. I was just thinking also about something you said, kind of going back to the very beginning of when we started, where you were talking about money as a tool Mm -hmm. and, and you even have mentioned our values and I do think it's interesting to think about one of the things that I do with my clients often is values work Mm. where we're really finding out like, what do you personally value? Because sometimes we think, oh, some people have values or they don't, or they have morals or they don't. Right. But it's like, actually, everyone's going to have different things they value. Yep. And I always think it's an interesting exercise. Like with my clients, I have them do thinking about what they really want in their ideal life. And then we connect that to the values that they have. And it's interesting how the values show up in what we want. And so I'm imagining if, you know, if my listeners think about what they would want to spend money on, like if you had more money, what would you do with that? I think it would be interesting to see how that really does relate back. And 
and can become an expression of who you are more. Exactly. Totally. I completely agree. And Mm -hmm. I've done it backwards where I think about my future self, the me that's like on my deathbed. And I think of her and like, what does she want to experience in this lifetime? What gifts can Mm -hmm. I start giving to her? And how is money going to help me with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the work you're doing is so important. I think the hardest thing for me as you know, as I've gotten into coaching, as my, especially my boys are a little bit older and I have one of my boys is in college and the other's about to be. And I listen to them and all the time, I just think, your money mindset is a disaster. <laughs> like if I could go back in time, you know, because I just remember when I, you know, raising my kids when they were little, being very frugal and not that frugality is a bad thing per se, but I just, I had a different money mindset than totally. I do now. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's important. It's like, if you could, if you could go into like all of the like youth around the world, it would be so great. We oh, could just awesome help them clean up this, this money mindset. So. Yes, I know. Yeah. Cause we definitely need it as a culture. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I've got my youngest daughter who's like, she's ready to conquer the world. I'm like, I know. she's going to be wealthy before she even graduates. Oh high yeah. School, so. so fascinating. Oh my gosh. I love it. So, um, actually, so this is kind of a funny story about, um, I think I shared this on my social media once, but this is probably one of my favorite money stories with my daughter. So, uh, have I told you this? You're no, smiling. Like, no, okay. I want to hear my daughter came up to me one day and she was like, Hey mom, do you know what, you know, my friend so-and-so's mom does for a living? And before I had a chance to say anything, she said, because they have this car and this car and a pool and a big house and they go on vacation. So she was describing this huge lifestyle. And then she said, Oh, I guess it might be her dad. And so it was so funny to me and amazing that her first assumption was when she saw a family that from her view had a lot of luxury and things, she assumed it was the mom that was making the money. Oh my gosh. I love it. How great is that? I was like, okay, this, and especially thinking back to when I first started my, my coaching business and saw, oh my gosh, I have this belief that I can't make as much money because I'm a woman. And now to see my daughter, you know, seven, eight years later, believing that women are so capable of creating money. That was pretty cool. Amazing. And that just goes to show you how quickly it can shift. Yes. Yes. And shift generations, right? Yes. And exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing Mm because I mean, and that's the thing is I think sometimes when we identify those beliefs, we're like, oh my gosh, this feels like this big overwhelming thing. But look Mm -hmm. at eight years later, like not only have you passed that down to her, but you're actually living it and creating results from that belief. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's important, you know, everyone listening here whatever it is that you, that belief that you want to change or overcome or whatever it is that seems so big, just think about the beliefs that you've already changed, the shifts you've already had. Because I think that's the best reminder that it's possible. You just need to like do it, right? Yeah. That's it. Yes. And how fun is it that we can change our mind and our bank accounts change. I know, right? <laughs> like and, what? <laughs> and we have so many opportunities to bring up our thoughts about money, right? Yes. Like look at your bank account, look at the charges, yes. look at the bills. It's all around us. Just thoughts plenty of opportunities. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I love so it. So fun. Yes. 
Okay. So, um, of course I help coaches who are building their business, giving them all this wisdom. What wisdom or advice would you have for my listeners who are coaches building their business? Yeah. So when you're building my word of advice or what I, what I wish I knew whenever I was starting my business or building my business Mm -hmm. is not to be in a rush. Mm-hmm. You know, it's happening. The only way it won't happen is if you give up. And I mm-hmm. just wish that I could slow myself down a little bit because mm-hmm. I think I had this belief that, oh my gosh, I have to get to my first hundred K to prove I'm a good coach. And mm-hmm. it was like this worthiness meter for me. Right. And mm-hmm. I realized once I got there that, oh my gosh, like I, I grinded, I rushed, I worked so Mm -hmm. hard for this, but I wasn't really focusing on me being in alignment. Mm -hmm. And so what I wish I like, if I could go back in time and give my past self advice, it would be just slow down. There's no rush. Mm -hmm. And to just remember that any other field that you're in where you're going to make six figures or more, Mm -hmm. right? There's opportunities for learning. There's opportunities for researching. If you want to become a doctor, it takes you eight years. So to have Mm -hmm. this expectation on a timeframe in terms of coaching, sometimes that can get in the way for us and create more pressure versus the fun of having a business. So that's what I would recommend is absolutely work on your money beliefs and they can really shift quickly and it can create results like faster Mm -hmm. than you think, but don't be in a rush. Mm -hmm. That's such good advice. And I think especially, you know, you've talked about alignment and this is, I mean, this is really right up my alley of, of the work I do with my clients because it's like, um, we have to sometimes slow down to go fast. We have to be in alignment because if we're out of alignment and then we're just hustling, we're going to work really hard to get there. But what have we really accomplished? Exactly. And I think with being in alignment, there's more of an openness and a flow where there will really be more abundance. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think it unfolds even more naturally from that place when you're willing to do the internal work and, that's a really solid foundation because if mm-hmm. you don't do the work that you're talking about that, you know, mm-hmm. what you're doing with your, your clients, mm-hmm. you're going to have to go back and do it eventually. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you can either rush and hustle and get burned out and then try to do like an emergency repair situation Yes. yes. or you can slow down and uh, do it, do it as way. you go. I've done a little of both, you know, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from us. We know. I know. Oh. So, well, this has been awesome, Jamie. So definitely those of you listening, be watching emails because I will be opening up my community and Jamie will be there. And where else can everyone find you, Jamie? Yeah. So you can find me on all the social at Jamie Berman. My website's jamieberman.com. I just got on TikTok. We're playing with that. Ooh. And that's, I'm at the money manifestation coach there. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. So awesome. yeah, I love, I love engaging. So come, come say hi. Yeah. If you want to have fun and feel light and happy and open, oh. follow Jamie. She's amazing. Thank you, Molly. And I can't yeah. wait to come be a part of your community. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, Thank you too. so much, Jamie. Thanks for listening to the Masterful Coach Podcast. If you're ready for complete support as you build your coaching business, check out Molly's collaborative community, the Masterful Coach Collective. It's a place where you'll have access to the best experts in the biz, 
community support and guidance as you build your perfect business 90 days at a time. Visit www.mollyclair.com for details.